to God in this place in the majestic name of Jesus. Oh, we just bless God. We give him glory in the church on tonight. In the majestic name of Jesus. For all that he has done. There are two. Bye. We glorify and magnify the Lord in here because he is amazing, he is wonderful, he is glorious. Amen, in the name of Jesus. And there is no one and nothing that could even begin to compare to his glory. In the majestic name of Jesus, he is glorious in this place. In the name of of Jesus, you might as well go ahead and give God praise. Wherever you may be around the world, throughout the nation, because God is glorious in this place. He is glorious throughout the earth in the majestic name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory be unto God in this place. 
I do want to welcome each and every last one of you to the In the Church radio and TV broadcast where we are shining the light of God's word in the church on the good, the bad, and the ugly, dealing with real issues, real matters that are taking place around the world throughout the nations so that we will know what God is speaking about the matter, that we may walk in the truth of God's word, that we may be freed in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. I am your host, Apostle Deranche Zorn, with Divine Order Restoration Ministries International, where we are restoring the order of God, one life, one body, one nation at a time. And it is such, such, such a privilege to have you in the church with us on tonight. Because God is doing amazing things. Um, We are still in our series dealing with alliances in the church. I'm I'm just absolutely excited um, in the unfolding of, of God's word. In, in our heart and in our mind so that we can understand what God is saying to the church in this hour. Not so much of the church building, but what is it that he's saying to you and me so that we can be more effective and productive in our 2019 year. Amen. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Some of us Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I'm just, it just stirred up in my spirit, man, right? I'm just ready to go. Amen. In this word of truth. But before we move or advance in this word, let us go ahead and go to the throne of grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And while we're going to the throne of grace, I'll just ask you to go ahead and share this broadcast on your social media platform so that those that you know can get in on this powerful discussion that God is having in the church on tonight. Glory to God. I I just believe in this discussion um, that we are indulging in on tonight, that it is going to help somebody is going to deliver somebody. It's going to set somebody free, amen, um, in the name of Jesus. It's, it's, it's going to um, cause some people to become whole. It's going to cause some people to be healthy. It's going to cause some people to begin to walk in the truth of God's word, amen, um, for their very lives. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, glory to God. Um, this word alliance. It my God, um, is a very powerful word. Amen. And it could definitely propel us into our destinies. We just have to determine um to make the decisions um and that we are making alliances um, that are divinely connected through God 
so that they would be positive in our lives. Amen. We don't understand the influences or the impact of alliances, of the alliances that we have made in our lives. And so, you know, I know we've been discovering and talking about it for the last two weeks. On tonight, I want to let us explore King Solomon and the different alliances that, that he made, right? that he formed, and how they affect his ministry, how they affected the work in which he was called to do, how they affected his relationship with God, amen, in the name of Jesus, um, glory to God. So let us just go to the throne of grace, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, glory to God. Oh, gracious God, we thank you in this place for meeting us in the church. We thank you, Lord God, that as we commit this broadcast into your hands, that you would have your holy way, that you would saturate our atmospheres, these network systems, oh God, and that your word of simplicity, oh God, will reach the hearts and the minds of your people so that their lives can be changed and rearranged and aligned with your word of truth, oh gracious King. Even as we discuss this word, alliances in the church, oh God, that, Father God, that our first allegiance, our only alliance, oh God, that it will be with you, and that every relationship that is formed, that it is predicated and, and, and dictated by the plans that you have declared for our lives, for us to prosper and to not to be harmed in the majestic name of Jesus. Father, we ask, oh God, for any unhealthy alliances, God, that you will break them, that you will dismantle them, oh God, that you, oh God, uh, will destroy, oh God, every unhealthy alliance in our lives so that we will not be hindered from moving in your purpose, your call, the very work that you call for in our lives in the majestic name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for, God, uprooting everything, every alliances that's not like you, whether it's, oh, God, an alliance with a negative emotion or a, a negative, oh, God, event or negative occurrence or even a word curse, oh, God, that you can destroy those two in the name of Jesus, where it is a relationship, oh, God, that is negative, that is poison and contaminating our, our growth, oh, God, and our work and the things in which you have called for in our lives, that you would dismantle those relationships right now in the majestic name of Jesus so that we will not be hindered from growing in the power of your word, oh, gracious King, have your way in church that we may grow and that we may be groomed and that we oh god may mature lord god in the very thought that you have toward us in the majestic name of jesus move every un healthy alliance out of our spheres of influence, oh God, in the majestic name of Jesus, so that there will be no hindrance in your work, in your work, God, that you have called forth 
in our lives. Oh, gracious King. So that 2019 can be effective. Be effective, oh God, in the greater work that you've called forth in our lives, in our ministries, oh God, that they would be hindered, that they will not be hindered. Oh gracious King, move in the church on tonight that our lives will never be the same as you send the wind from the east to blow away everything that's ineffective and unproductive in the very call that you called us, oh God, in every assignment and every work of our hands in the majestic name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that every unhealthy alliance that has risen up against us, that they will fail because you are with us and you are our deliverer and that you will not allow them to consume us, oh God, for that you will destroy the work, the plot that have been sent forth to hinder the word that you call forth in our lives in the majestic name of Jesus. Have your way in the church. Move mightily, O oh God, tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, I am so excited to be with you in the church on tonight. I'm dynamic people of God. My God. God does have a, a, a word of instructions and edification as, as we look at the life of King Solomon. Go ahead and share this broadcast on your social media platforms so that those that you know can can get in on what God is releasing in the church on tonight. In the majestic name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory to God. We're going to see in the word on tonight how alliances affect our ministry, our businesses, our families, amen, good and in a bad um, connotation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You know, um, when there are kingdom connections and kingdom alliances, they're always positive, amen, to the work that God has called forth in your life. And you will always develop, amen, in grow and develop in that word, amen, in the majestic name of Jesus. We're going to take a break, amen, um, in the church at this moment, glory to God, but even as we take a break in the church on tonight, just allow the uh, the songs of worship to minister to your heart and minister to your mind in, in Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. And amen. It is such an honor to have you in the church with us on tonight in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless God in this place. Um, my God. For God is doing some mighty things in our lives. And no, people of God, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't even matter what you're going through. I want you to know that the word of God will not come back to him, Lord. It's going to prosper in the way in which he said that you just need to believe. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And move and operate in God's word in Jesus' name. Do it! 
Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, glory to God that it shall accomplish the very thing in which he has sent it forth to do in our lives. We bless God that his word is being performed, his word is being performed, his word is being performed without delay. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we just got to trust, believe, and move in it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are dealing with alliances. Um, in the church on tonight, part three. Um, what are their effects on your success, positive or negative? What are the effects of the alliances um, that you have formed? Right? Um, how are they um, causing what God has placed on the inside of the process? Tonight, God, I said that we're going to look at King Solomon um, in Second Chronicles chapter um, one. We're going to start in chapter one, and we just kind of kind of walk through the Chronicles and Kings, right? Um, and looking at um, King Solomon's life and and what it is, uh, the different alliances that he formed, and and look and determine good, bad, indifferent. What was its effect, right, on on King Solomon's um, life? In the same right, man, we want to begin to examine the different alliances that we have formed in friendship with leadership, amen, um, with, with our job, with our money, right, um, with, 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 with our spouses, um, with, with our children and things alike. It's very, very important that we know what type of alliances that we have come into agreement and where they stand with our purpose and how they are affecting them. And we're going to see King Solomon with good alliances and, and poor alliances, right? Um, some alliances that are very effective and impactful in his call, in his walk with the Lord. And then we're going to see some young alliance, right, that wasn't, you know, such as a you know, first I'm going into things, and then um, 
I'm sorry, not Second Kings, Second Chronicles. We're going to start off in Second Chronicles this um, this afternoon, and then we'll just move forward, Amen, into where everywhere that God would lead us, everywhere that God would lead us. So in King Solomon. In Second Chronicles, we are in a place where King Solomon, he now takes over his regime, right? He takes over his regime. The kingdom has just been passed over to him. Not only have the kingdom just been passed over to him, but also he has been given the instructions um, um, of, of, of one of the things that he must do, one of his assignments as king, amen, that was passed down from his father. He was responsible for building the temple God. that that's what he was responsible for. Now to King Solomon, I absolutely love it. He was absolutely smart, very brilliant um young man. He knew that he could not build this kingdom, right? Uh by himself. He he knew that he didn't have the skills um to get it done, to get it completed. And 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 so he he saw and he went and formed some alliances to make it happen. Now before his father passed, he had already put together some alliances with the the um, masonry, with the carpenters, and and all those different type of things, right? Um, to help King Solomon build this temple, and we're going to see King Solomon with his wisdom, you know, that was placed upon him how he began to move efficiently and effectively in the call and the work that God had called forth in his life because he developed healthy alliances, right, um, in the name of Jesus. So I want to start here. Now, an, an, an alliance is in union or association formed for mutual benefits, especially between countries or organizations. Right. It is a relationship based on an affinity and affinity, I'm sorry, and interest, nature and quality. Right. So it it is also a state of joining with someone, amen, uh, or with someone or something. So let's talk about King Solomon here in the word of God. I, I was looking in the text and I begin to just analyze King Solomon's behavior. And so the very first thing I begin to see him do as he took over his his reign in in leadership, right? Um to build a temple for God. Solomon, he made sure what needed to be first was first. You know, God says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things shall be added unto you. You know, that that's the text. That's the scripture. That's word according to Matthew 6 um, and 33. That be the truth. That be the truth. And so we see King Solomon begin to roll out in his purpose and his call um, with, with that scripture being established in his life, right, being established in his life. So we see King Solomon in Second Chronicles, where he began to pray unto God. He began to pray unto God, right? Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 
and in its prayer unto God, that lets me know. And that also was a, a, a checkmate for King Solomon in his relationship with God, that it let God know that, Father, I am in alliance with you. I understand that I have taken over um, the king of, I have taken over the kingship of Israel. But I know that you are the king of all kings, that, that you are the great shepherd, that I'm the under shepherd, that I am leading them according to you. So his alliance um, uh, with God was first in his life. It started off with God being first in his life for God. And this is the way to start it, and it's truly the way to end it. Because, amen, God is always first. God is the first level of alliances. Then everything else it will the places so that you will not have a, a negative alliance that will impact your success. So he prays unto God and, and and he asks God, right? God, he prayed to God. He asked God, look, for the wisdom to reign and rule, the the, the wisdom to to judge over the people. He said, I need the wisdom and the knowledge so that I can go out and I can I can go out and come in before the people. And so he just is really telling God, God, I can't move without you. Because Solomon understood that a move in his kingship without God's instructions or without the wisdom and the knowledge of God and, and the plan of God for the, the work that he's called for in his life, that anything that he did would have been ineffective. He, it would have led him to making um, alliances that would have greatly impact the ministry or the work that God had called forth in his life in the kingdom. And so he started out absolutely great, absolutely wonderful, because he started out seeking God first. And even when we come into relationships with people, we should seek God. We should have an answer from God on this relationship, who this person is, how are we up to connect? What is the depth of my alliance uh, uh, with this 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 person? Okay, our agreement. What is the depth uh, of this relationship? What is our uh, our interest? Amen. Our um common interest here. Why are we being joined? So that you would know that if that relationship, right, is is following the path that God has laid out or is becoming an ineffective alliance or relationship. So that was number one. Amen. I, I just absolutely love it. I did want to point that out um, today before I moved anywhere else in, in the text because that was majorly important. So God has to be first. Um, the, the second alliance that we begin to find King Solomon, that we begin to find King Solomon form 
it was one in, and actually in Egypt. It, it's in Second Chronicles chapter one, starting at verse fourteen. It said that Solomon gathered the chariots and the horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king, the king in Jerusalem. Also, the king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedars as abundant as sycamore which are in the low land. And Solomon had horses imported. Here we go, our agreement. He had horses imported from Egypt and Kiva. The king's merchants brought them in Kiva at the current price. Also acquired and imported from Egypt a chariot for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. Thus, through their agent, they imported them to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Syria. Okay, so here is King Solomon. Amen. Now, he already had got his alliance together with God. And so now he is establishing his kingship. He's establishing his kingdom under his reign. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So here we see that he is making an alliance right now. He is working on strengthening his military. He's working on his military strength and the strength of his economy which is very, very vital, right, in kingship. And so, again, he understood that he couldn't do it by himself. So he began to, to seek out alliances that will provide what he needed so he can have a strong military and an economical system. And so here... As we see when he took his throne. God began to fulfill his promises to Solomon by blessing him. We see that his military um, strengthened. His army was strengthened. Amen. With, with charity and person that was needed, that was also begin to build centralized locations for these chariots, right, um, to, to be kept and maintained and so that he can quickly mobilize them for war. We see that his economical wealth, it included silver and gold. And that it was as plentiful as stones in Jerusalem. Now here, he quickly established a, a, a national import and export 
in business. We see how he imported the horses from Egypt and Kavail. He had to make an alliance with the king of uh, the kings of these countries, the rulers of the countries. Why? Because they had the supply of what was necessary so that his army can be strengthened. And I'm telling you, we got to look around and, and we got to ask God so that we can um, be in wisdom to, to, to connect, whether it's ministry or business. And even, you know, in, in relationships, in, in our careers, right, and, and things of that nature, so that we can make sure that we are partnering with individuals, organizations, or whatever that it may be that strengthen is a strength or have or can supply what we need to be to 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 um to be strengthened in the work that God has called forth in our life. So we, we see him do that. And and let me say this too, because I want to point this out about King Solomon, is that when he found it was not a part for them to him things. And these particular relationships, Solomon paid for the chariot and the horses. Right? He he, he paid for the things that he needed so that um so that his kingdom, his regime, right? So that it can be on point, so that it can prosper. You guys know when I talk about investment, I said, look, that's one of the things. You're gonna have to invest your time, your talent, and your treasure. So he didn't mind investing the talent, partnering with others who had the best of chariots and the best of horses, so that his military and and his economics of his country can be strengthened. Many of us are not being strengthened in our ministries and in our businesses and things in which God has called up in our life because we're not willing to make the investment that is necessary so that we can grow and mature in the word that God has called forth in us. And so when, when you want, we continue to make investments that will invest in things, because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the Spirit of the Lord, that, you know, some of us, you know, we'll make investments, but we're not making the right investments. See, that's where those alliances come in. We are not making the right investment so that we can be accepted. We're not aligning ourselves with the right people that can catapult us to that next place, that next dimension, or that next uh, um, growth in the things in which God has called forth in our lives. And so we're making the wrong alliances because we, we, we choose not to or, or we, we refuse or 
uh, or, or we just, you know, we don't want to invest in that level in what it is that God has called forth in our life, whether it's our time, our treasure, or our talents. And, and some people are not growing and maturing and, and being catapulted in the things in which God has called forth in their life because they're making wrong investments. Amen. And it also could be due to the illegal alliances that we made with our money. Well, we are serving money, and our money are not serving us. And so we don't want to pay into it. But I love that about King Solomon. Amen. And that is something that we definitely got to break in the body of Christ. Because we want everything for free. And that ain't what Jesus said. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, um, we want we, we, we want everything for free. And we consider that to be a blessing. But that is not how a blessing works. That is not the effect of a blessing. When somebody bless you, you don't have to ask for it. It is given unto you. Know the difference. Know the difference and understand the difference and don't be bamboozled. Because you miss out on your own you miss out on your blessings when we begin to operate under that deception and under that spirit. Because you hinder somebody else's ministry, the work of their hands. You'll hinder their establishment because you come as a beggar. But you know what? I ain't talking about that tonight, but we will deal with it. Amen. In the name of Jesus, um, glory to God. So we bless God in this place. So we we see, amen. So this alliance is, you get to know the difference. So see how this particular alliance um, with Egypt and Kavaya, um, right? How it strengthens um, King Solomon's ministry or the work of King Solomon, how it helps strengthen his kingdom. So I would consider this to be a good alliance. I, I, I would consider this to be a good alliance because it helped. His growth, it helped his development. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's let's go. You know, and let me let me say this. You know, God said, look, I'm gonna supply all your needs according to my riches and glory, right? In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, even in the supply, people of God. Because we see Egypt in Kavay supplying, hey, supplying King Solomon for the need that King Solomon was willing to make the investment for. I just want to put that out there to us this morning. I mean, this afternoon, whatever time it is. But it's morning for some people because we are broadcasting in 100 countries, right? Um, For others, it's evening. For others, it's night. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, so we bless God for that. Um, here in the text, we, we see in chapter 2 of first, I'm sorry, Second Chronicles chapter 2, we see here that now Solomon is in a place, amen, where he is um, setting up everything, to build the temple of God. And again, he begins to assess. 
right? What professionals can I alliance with to help me build this temple? He had to find people who were skilled for that. You know, I, I don't care what it is we're building. Well, if we're building uh, a, a piece of furniture, we're uh, building a, what, a house, if, if, if we're building a car, if we're building a business, if we're building a family, you know, if, if, if we're building whatever. So we, we got to be able to connect with those who are greatly skilled in that area, right? We're going to need somebody who is very skillful to, to do the work so that um, it, it could be something that is done of quality, right? It could be something that is done of quality. And so, again, those alliances makes a difference. It, 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 it builds or breaks the deal. So I love it here um, in the text. We got King Solomon, right? We got King Solomon in, in, in the word of God. He sends to Hiram, king of Tyre, and he wrote him a letter. And, and and he wrote to him because he wanted to come into a partnership or in an alliance with him so that he would provide the cedar for him. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And in turn. He will provide, right, uh, um, food and, and and bath oils and, and things of that nature, right, and things of that nature. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, this is in Second Chronicles chapter 2. So here he is in a place where he is um, establishing a trade agreement or attempting, at this point he's attempting a trade agreement, right, and, and uh, an alliance, an alliance um, with the king of Tyre so that he can begin to do the work that God has established for his life. And so he can begin to build the temple of God. Now, he knew that the king of Tyre had the, uh, uh, in, in his land, in his country, that they had cedar. That was the best, the finest woods, amen. And he wanted to make sure that the house of God was built with the best. People of God, and whatever it is that God is calling us to build in, and whatever it is that God is calling us to do, we want to make sure that it is done with the absolute best, amen. It is, it is done with the absolute best that we can afford, that is not extended outside of our ability to afford it. And so let me say this, it doesn't matter at, at what economical level that you may be in, there is somebody that is the absolute best in what they do that that is at your pay level. Amen. Your ability to, to pay in their in their uh, uh, in, in the agreement for them to come and do the work that it's needed for the agreement so that your your purpose, your work that God has called for for you can be completed and done. I, I just want to put that out there for us today as well. So 
here here in the text with the king of Tyree. So he told him, I'm building a temple in the name of the Lord to dedicate it to him. So he began to tell him, okay, this, this is what I'm doing. You've had previous relationships with my daddy. I've taken over the throne, and this is my assignment. And so he said, look, um, King of Tyree, I want you to send me at once a man skillful to work in gold and silver and bronze and in iron in purple and in crimson and blue who have skills to engrave with the skillful men who are with me in Judah. Oh, I love it. So check this out. Look at what um, King Solomon is doing here. Now, there were skillful men in Judah and Jerusalem because he said, you know, who can agree with the skillful men who are here in Judah and Jerusalem who David, my father, provided. Remember I told you earlier that his father had provided some people um, who had went to alliance to help him build this temple. And, and, and outside of that, he also speaks some other alliances because he knew, hey, he had a great project and it was going to take as many hands on deck as possible. But again, he wanted what was best. He wanted who was best. And so he did definitely search that out. And so he said, send me them at once. Now, this is what I love it because, you know, I, I love it because he didn't cause tension in his, in his kingdom. And so I'm going to pause right here and, and speak with leaders for a moment. Amen. When it comes to um, building effective alliances so that you can be successful in the work that God has called for your life, what he's called for for you to lead. Don't dismiss or overlook those that are right, that God has placed right there with you. Um, don't dismiss them. Don't overlook them. Have them come along. So it's our Sometimes leaders, and this is especially in ministry because um, of, of my operations in ministry, with working with leaders. That um, when you are bringing other people in from the outside to work in your ministry, to come and help do a work in your ministry, you are making an agreement online with them to help you further grow and develop or whatever that it may be, make sure that you do not cut those in your circle, in your ministry, in your business that's familiar with that is which is being done. Because if you do, it can cause contention. You know how other people, I know the people in the church, you know, they want to think somebody coming to take their job, their position or whatever, and they'll start even doing stuff just to sabotage things. I'm just saying, amen. And so to prevent all of that foolishness, just bring them along in the process. I, mean, I, I love the wisdom of, of King Solomon. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, hallelujah. It'll keep down. So with him doing this, not only sending for asking King to send him skillful people still in various tasks, 
said, look, they're going to work along with those that I already have. So that was a powerful move there in, in the regime of King Solomon. Guys, well, we're going to take a, a, a break on tonight in the church, and we're going to come back and finish discussing King Solomon and um, the alliances that he made and what, what were the effect on his success, if they were positive or negative. And we're just going to explore different ones. He had some that was positive, and he had surely had some um, that was negative, amen, um, in the name of Jesus. But we take uh, where what King Solomon has done, we said it, we assist, we grow mature, and we just don't make them same mistakes, right? In the name of Jesus, we get ready to enter into a new year. But of so many possibilities. But what we don't want to do is find ourselves in a place where we've made alliances with the wrong people and they have been detrimental to our growth and development and the word of God that he's called forth in our lives. Amen. In the majestic name of Jesus, we will be right back in the church in Jesus' name. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. I am one of the redeemed. Not of any good that I have done or ever will do. I fall short each and every day. And Lord, I did stray. But your love for me way back on Calvary paid the price for me. You kept your hand on me. I am redeemed from the hand of my enemy. Lord, I thank you for sending your own, your own son, for saving a wretch like me. You gave me life abundantly. For my mountain high, for my mountain high, my valley low. Didn't have to do it, Lord. Lord, I'm so glad you did. I am redeemed from the hand of my enemy, in whom we have redemption through your blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. What a mighty God I serve. As I look around, I Blessings overflowing New mercy, new grace Each and every day So unworthy, Lord, to even speak your name A love that overwhelming You died and rose to save a sinner like me Redeemed from the hand of my enemy. Lord, I thank you for sending your own, your only son, for saving a wretch like me. You gave me life abundantly. For my mountain high, my mountain my low, you've done so much for me. Didn't have to do it, Lord. Lord, I'm so glad you did. 
redeemed from the hand of my enemies. Psalms 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of my enemies. I've been given. I've been given because of the blood. Because of the blood. No rock will cry out in my place. Let the redeemed say. Go! 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You just better know that you know that you know that God will not fail. Amen. Neither will he never leave you or forsake you, my Lord, in the majestic name of Jesus. Glory to God. We do want to welcome you back to the End of Church TV and Radio broadcast where we are shining the light of God's word in the church. Amen. I am your host. 
Apostle Deron Shay Zorn, and it's a pleasure to be in the church with you on tonight. Tonight we are discussing a very powerful conversation as we are dealing with alliances in the church part three. As we're looking at what are their effects on your success, positive or negative. Amen. Um, and we're looking at the influence of the alliances that King Solomon formed while in his regime or reign as king over Israel. And we're looking at their effectiveness, amen, and, and how they contributed to his success, his success or um, any failures, right, that, that he may have, amen. Um, word of God, thank you, Jesus. So we left off in Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Amen. Um, word of God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, chapter two. And when we left off there, we was talking about how King Solomon had um called before the king of Tyre. And he was writing a letter. He sent a letter to him asking him to send him men who were skillful workers. Right, skillful workers who was who was good at their craft, right? Um, in, in gold and silver and bronze and iron and in purple and crimson who could do engravings and things of that nature so that they can work with those who was also skillful in Judah and Jerusalem. Amen. And 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 then he told him, Look, send me cedar and cypress from Lebanon. Amen. Look, he said, um, he said, For I know that your servants have skill to cut timber in Lebanon. Then he said, And indeed my servants will be with your servants to prepare timber for me in abundance for the temple, the temple for the temple which I am about to build shall be great and wonderful. So here we go again. He said, Look, he is even in his alliances, he is still making sure that those who are already with him who are part of his kingdom, who function and operate in the same skill set that he's asking for King Tyree to send unto him, you know, he are he's he's making sure that those two from both parties work together, that they work together. Again, that is a great advancement and move in the kingdom of God. And he told him, he said, look, and indeed, I will give to your servants, the woodsmen who cut timber, 20,000 core of ground wheat, 20,000 core of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of oil. So again, you know, he was he's utilizing what he has, the resources, and he know what benefit those who he are hiring. And so right here, 
he didn't pay them in silver and gold, right? He bartered with them, right? He bartered with them for their services. Well, you know, um, he bartered with them for wheat, barley, wine, and, you know, and, 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 and bath oil, right? Um, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. And so um, with this bartering and, and, and working out um, this agreement or this contract uh, or request, because right now this is a request that King Solomon is sending out so that he can come into alliance to see if King, the king of Tyre would come in alliance with him. And so when the king hears or when the king reads the message or have the message read unto him, Right, um, and and in in this agreement, he sits back and tells King Solomon, "Sure, you know, um, King Solomon gave him, wrote him a fair proposal. He didn't try to skim him." or anything of that nature in the agreement. He said, look, if we partner together, it's going to be good for you, and it's going to be good for me. They came into a mutual agreement that was beneficial for both parties. It was going to be beneficial in building a temple for King Solomon. It was going to be beneficial for the men that um, that the king of Tyree sent over to help. Amen. Um, word of God. Thank you, Jesus, because... Solomon was gonna, you know, Solomon agreed. I'm, I'm gonna pay them for their labor. And so that was absolute. So it was a fair trade. It was a fair trade agreement, and so the king agreed to that. And so they entered into a trade agreement. Amen. For the purpose of building the temple of God. They had everything that was necessary already laid out, how it's going to function, how it was going to operate, what those of of, uh, of those who served King Hiram, what was their roles, what were their functions, how they would operate, and the same thing when it came to King Solomon. Amen. Um, glory to God. As they provided the service and things of that nature that he needed, um, what he what his requirement will be, Amen. As as far as serving serving or paying for their service, right? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So here is another agreement that King Solomon comes into with, right? With the king of of Tyre. And so this particular. And so in in this particular uh, agreement, we can see that this is a successful, this is a positive alliance, right? Because it's a win-win for all parties at hand, and it helps King Solomon propel even greater in the work that God has called for to him. Teamwork does make the dream work. Teamwork does make the dream work. We just have to make sure that we have the right team. We're aligning with the right people so that the work can advance, amen, so that the work can advance, the work that God has called forth in us 
can advance. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, hallelujah. I, I'm going to go over. I'm going to just real quickly because I want to make sure that I do get to this alliance and that um, because it's a, a very, it's a vital alliance. Amen. Um, a point of conversation on tonight uh, when it comes to making alliances. So we're, we're going to go to first King. We're going to go over to First King and look at a, another alliance that King Solomon made, and then we'll find ourselves back over in Second Chronicles, right? Um, dealing with right um, this alliance over over there, Amen. Um, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. So we're going to go a couple of places in the Book of Kings. So here, the the word tells us that. Solomon, this we have First Kings chapter three, started at verse one. It says, "Now Solomon made a treaty with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married Pharaoh's daughter. Then he brought her to the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem." Okay, so we find King Solomon. Oh my, okay. So we 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 find King Solomon, right, um, right here in the text. Amen. Um, where he come into in a, uh, an alliance with the king of Egypt, and he come into such a depth of an alliance that he marries Pharaoh's daughter. He marries Pharaoh's daughter. And we're going to see the impact and the effects of that. Here we see Solomon's, uh, we see Solomon in a different light. We see Solomon in in in, in an attitude um, or operating in, in, from a place that we know that is not of, of God's word. So we see um, his, a, a different type of behavior here in King Solomon. And so it definitely should be taken notice. Because now um, in, in his regime, um, he just came into a, a, a place or an alliance that could affect him. In an unsuccessful way. So here is, is is his attitude or his mindset. Now we see that Solomon, Solomon has this mindset that allowed him right here to make a, a a political alliance with Egypt as he married an unbeliever. How can two walk together unless they agree? What do the kingdom of God have to do? Amen. Um, with 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 those that are of of the world, what do we have in common? There's absolutely nothing in common, and so because there's nothing in common, it's going to burst out anything that is of good. 
And so we, we got to um, be mindful and careful of this because we see a carnal decision that is being made by King Solomon as he married this unbeliever. We know that Solomon, because of, you know, all that um, that 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 David had done and and even, you know, how God moved in his life and he became, you know, um, his name became great. His name became great. And because his name was great. And he was growing in strength and he's growing in power. See, the king of Egypt, he wasn't no fool. He he understood, look, I need to make alliance with King Solomon so that he won't later affect my kingdom. So, you know, he was so prevalent in the land and the grace and the power, amen, the favor of God was upon him. So the king of Egypt, like, it, this is a, this a, this would be a great alliance for me. He said it as a, a checkmate for him. And so the king of Egypt, he was going to make peace with um, through this alliance, make a peace alliance with King Solomon. And he secured it by handing off his daughter to him. And in this agreement, it allowed Solomon to be able to secure the southern border of his nation. And so now, not only do he marry the other believer, then he brings it into the kingdom. Oh, my Jesus. It said um, he married it. He brought her into the city of David until he had finished his own house and the house of the Lord and, and, and the wall all around Jerusalem. Now, we're going to see in a moment why this was such a political move. It had nothing to do with love. It was only a, a, a flesh or a, a move made out of carnality, right? Um, it, it had absolutely nothing to do with God. So let's watch King Solomon here. He marries Pharaoh's daughter, right? Then he bring him, bring her into the palace as his wife. Now he has just exposed himself and the nation of Israel to what it is that she entertained, false God and false religion. He, he was not on guard or he was not thinking clearly the impact or um, that this alliance and that this move could make in his kingdom, how it could affect and lead those who he was called, um, um, to, to, that he was called to lead. So at this point, he wasn't protecting himself. Neither did was he protecting the Israelites. Because now he had um, introduced them to or brought in 
those that had um, idolatry beliefs. And so now a seed of, of idolatry um, now has been planted in the kingdom. Why? Because it's a mere reflection of what was planted in the heart. Uh, 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 from a, a, a uh, from what was planted in the heart of of King Solomon. Now Solomon was a businessman, right? He was a businessman, and so you know, with this, it just it it calls to him to make a, a, a wrong business decision because this was all a business decision, right? Amen. It was a business decision that would um, ultimately affect God wholeheartedly. Without making this between the king and Mary and his daughter, it showed his spiritual, uh, what was going on with him spiritually at this particular time. That's why people of God, we should always judge our actions, what we do, why we do, why we are, um, are, are, are doing these things that we do outward, because they are truly a, just a small reflection of what's taking place eternally, what's taking place spiritually in our lives. And we can see, right, it's spelled out here. Look, so verse 2 says this in First King chapter 3. It said, meanwhile, the people sacrificed at high places because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord walking in the statue of his father David except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places by Jesus. And so we see the attitude and, and the behavior, and we see how he has, you know, um, amen, how this um, how this marriage with King Pharaoh's daughter, how it, it would be okay because look what was really being exposed from his heart. You know, he allowed the people to worship in high places throughout Israel. At the shrines and and things of that nature, even though God had forbidden the Israelites was He forbidden them to use pagan altars and high places to worship Him. In Numbers thirty three and fifty two, He told them, He said, "Then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you destroy all their engraved stones, destroy." all their um, molded images and just demolish all of their high places in the name of Jesus. And Deuteronomy 75, he told them, but this you shall deal, by this you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. But they're not tearing them down. They're not destroying them, which which they were told to do. Let's look at the Deuteronomy real quick. Um, twelve 
um, chapter 12, verse 2. He said, you shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispose uh, which you shall disposes served their gods on the high mountains and on the hills and under the every green tree, and you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillows, and burn their wooden images with fire. You shall cut down the carved images of their gods and destroy their name from that place. You shall not worship the Lord your God with such things, but you shall seek the place for the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes to put his name for his dwelling place, and there you shall go. There you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the the heaven offerings of your hand, your bowed offerings, your freewill offering, and the firstborns of your herds and flocks. He told them, don't do it. And here is King Solomon sacrificing. Uh, um, he's making sacrifices and, and burnt in, burning incense at the high places. Direct disobedience in which God has spoken. And so that's why. Amen. Um, that, that's, 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 that's why you can see why it, it was so easy for him to come into that alliance with Pharaoh. And, and then even marry his daughter. So I, I want to just explore a little bit further. It is so much stuff in here that, that, that should be discussed and it needs to be talked about. But due to time, we really don't have the opportunity. But I, I want to just explore a little bit in this word um, with King Solomon, right, and, and how he's moving and how he's operating Even as he deals with um, this this wife, right? Uh, let us um, transition, right, over to Chronicles. That's over to Second Chronicles, and we're going to stroll over to Chapter Eight for a moment. Um, we're going to go to Second Chronicles. And we're going to go to chapter 8, and let's see what he's talking about. Because Solomon, he was a wise man. He just he knew stuff, right? So here in the text, we see that now, in, in Second Chronicles chapter 8, we see that now the temple of the Lord is built, that Solomon's house is built. He also built a house for Pharaoh's daughter, right? So here we are at verse 11. Here we go. It said, Now Solomon brought the daughter of Pharaoh up from the city of David to the house he had built for her. For he said, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, because the places to which the ark of the Lord has come are holy. Okay. So, King Solomon was a, a smart man, very smart. He was full of wisdom. 
we see that he built a whole separate house for his wife of Israel. I mean, of from of Egypt, the wife that he buried from Egypt at once. Because he knew that that should that that nothing unclean could dwell in that which was clean, and so he knew. He said, "Look, my wife shall not dwell in the house of David." Because look, this is where uh, um, the ark of the Lord is going to be at, and they can't dwell in the same place. And so he had enough smarts, he had enough sense to know that, and also to understand that. That's why he would build her our, our own house. For her and separate and bring forth that separation. He he did it to bring forth the separation because he knew that his wife was an unbeliever and and she was a worshiper of false gods. And because the temple and the palace were so close together, he didn't want her behaviors to influence to influence Israel, even though he didn't take a look at what it was that he was doing. But we see here in text that he he was wise enough to know that, yeah, this was, even though this was a, a, a business move, it was unwise, but he was trying to figure out a way, right, to, to make it work. To make it work, and so he he brought forth, he he separated it right. So Second um, Corinthians says this. Second Corinthians says this, and and it's vitally important because we can see how um, how this truly truly affect King Solomon's walk with the Lord. It said, "Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for." What fellowship have righteousness with lawlessness? And what com- um, communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Baal? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk with them. I will be their God. And they will be my people. Therefore, come among these that do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty, my Jesus. Any unhealthy relationship, an unhealthy relationship, an unhealthy alliance, I don't think it's going against the word of God. And any relationship that we have that goes against the word of God, we definitely got to cut them off real quickly. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And and have and have um no no and feel no way about it. Ephesians five and eleven tells us this: and have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness, but rather expose them. Oh Lord, help us in this place in the name of Jesus. We got to come from in the fellowship of the unfruitful work of darkness, people of God, illegal alliances, 
that God will hold us accountable for, that God will hold us accountable for these unhealthy alliances. I'm telling you, people of God, let's, let us go back and look at King Solomon. Oh, my God. God, God, God definitely wants us. Amen. Not to go into the way of evil. Look, we we know that. Look, Amen. We know that um, the Psalm tells us, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scornful." And so we got ourselves and come from among these things again we're going to be held accountable and God is just God is a just God and and, and you I, I, a lot of times I, I remember in the text he said you know um, in, I'm paraphrasing in other words he's saying he was in Israel is bringing them on, this upon themselves He's, they're bringing it upon themselves. So he knew better. So we say he brings this spiritual separation. Let me get to this last part here. But this was the alliance. Amen. Glory to God. Before we close out the show. Because we see in the text. Amen. If we go down, go back over, we're going to go back over to First Kings just for a little bit. Amen. Um, for the Holy Close out on tonight. Verse, um, I mean, chapter 11, I believe. Amen. So, chapter 11, we'll start, First Kings chapter 11, we'll start the first verse. It said, but King Solomon loved many foreign wives, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, the um, Sidonians, and the Hittites from the nations of whom the Lord has said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love, and he had 700 wives, princes, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. My Jesus. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, and as was the heart of his father David. So it says Solomon went after uh, Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after uh, Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did even the son of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father. Solomon even went and built high places for Kamash, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, and for Moloch, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives who brought incense and sacrificed to their gods. 
verse 9 says this, So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away, turned from the Lord God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning these things, that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. The Lord became angry because of the illegal alliances that that he formed. Amen. And it started with the alliance that he made with King, the king of Egypt, and married Pharaoh's daughter. And we see that it, they led him astray. When we have alliances in our lives that are leading leading us astray from moving and operating the will and the word of God, we have to cut them loose so that God's anger, God's fury will not, amen, rise up upon us and, and, and cause us not to receive the promises that God has called for in our life and complete the assignment or the work he's called for in us. Verse 11 says this, Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, what I've commanded to you. I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servants. King Solomon, bad alliance, caused the kingdom to be split into two. Because his alliance with his wives became much bigger and much greater than his alliances with God because they turned him against the word of the Lord. If we have friendships, relationships, if we're in jobs and careers and we have businesses or ministries or whatever that keep us away from doing what thus says the Lord, following his command, his statutes, and his decrees. We have um, been infected, and it could definitely be the life of the ministry, the work that God has called for in our lives. And we need to purge them from our land, our environment, cut them loose so that they would be no hindrance to our success, to our growth, to our development in the things in which God has called for in our lives. Analyze who you have come into alliance with. Analyze, amen, how your friendships, your relationship, your business, your money, and all those other things affect you and following the word of the Lord. And if any error is found, repent before the Lord. Repent before the Lord. Cut loose those illegal alliances and come back in alignment with the word of truth, the word of God, and follow his ways, his statutes, commands, and decrees so that you will not be infected by an illegal alliance that hinders your purpose, your success, and your growth in the name of Jesus. Glory to God, I want to thank you for joining us tonight in the church. We had an awesome time um, with you on tonight. And we pray, amen, that every illegal alliance, every negative alliance that you have come into agreement, even those that are emotionally, mentally, or psychologically, that they are broken and destroyed and dismantled in the name of Jesus. Glory be unto God. It has been a time in the church. 
And surely we will see you next Monday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same time, same place, same location. And as we continue in our love of the fellowship of the brethren with you, invite somebody, bring somebody with you next week in the church. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And for those that are listening, amen, in our parts of the world or listening through um, some of our platforms that we have. And if you're able to share it, why not send it to those who you love so that they can um, hear the replay, the replay on demand, the replay on demand. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. As they are developed in so many distribution um, outlet areas so that people can be empowered around the world throughout the nations in the majestic name of Jesus. So with that being said, dynamic people of God, let us go in the love, joy, peace, favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior who is done other than Jesus Christ. And it is in his most holy and majestic name that we have convened in the church. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Love will go.